nodding in and out of smiles like an archaeopteryx comedian. I need to stop drinking out the same water I'm puking in. Like a box of matches in a world of lighters, I'm a loser. Occasional robotic bloodhound, fully employed boozer. A story with no plot. Guys, welcome to another episode of Escaping Tyranny. I'm joined along an absolute badass. I watched her play in only one game, but it was awesome to watch. I'm a super proud Aggie alum, uh, soon to be friend Dimitri Fong. Dimitri, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first up, do people like butcher your name all the time? Oh, of course. You've gotten that your whole life, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they always come up with uh, E in the middle of D-E-M, okay. and it's usually not, or mm-hmm. D-I, but... Usually that's how it goes, but... <laughs> yeah, does anyone, like, mispronounce it, like, super bad? Like, what's the worst thing you've gotten so far? Um, probably Demitari. Demitari? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what, like, what age group was that? Because I'm sure you've gotten it, like, all ages, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably when I was in middle school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say, I've gotten that with tyranny, I've got, like, tyranny, and I've gotten, like, all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. That's, uh, super fun. I love when that happens. <laughs> what, uh, what age, because you played goalie collegiately, Division mm-hmm. One New Mexico State, go Aggies, absolutely love it. Right. Um, what got you into soccer? What sports did you play? Tell me a little bit about that. So, I played both basketball and soccer. Okay. I started basketball actually first before I did soccer. Okay. And I started that when I was five years old. Okay. And then for soccer, I moved in where I was six years old, so it wasn't that far off between, but, and I played till I was in high school, so my, when I was a senior, that's when I stopped playing basketball, and that's when I had to choose between both soccer and basketball. So your senior year, you only did soccer? or you Or after your senior year, you were done, you went collegiate just with soccer? Collegiate just with soccer. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, so I played in, um, let's see, I think like two four championships with both um basketball and soccer in high school so i played for cibola because i was a charter school and so okay that's when i could play my district and so that's what i did okay Mm -hmm. so cibola high i actually used to live those uh, apartments uh cottonwood ranch apartments i used to live right there oh really yeah and then i coached at el dorado all the way across town i was like this was not planned that's a drive (laughs) right it was like so silly it's so bad like just living in las cruces is so different and then Mm -hmm. you go to albuquerque like growing up i'm from farmington new mexico so like growing up i thought las cruces and albuquerque were the same size Mm -hmm. they are not even close oh not even it's unbelievable like sometimes like today i was driving around town and i'm like Oh, yeah, like, I can get from point A to point B in, like, seven minutes. It's so nice. <laughs> like, it's such a change. But uh, it is. what do you love about, like, what, okay, let's, let's start with that. What made you want to go to New Mexico State? So I was first at UNM and mm. my freshman year, and then once that first fall season happened, I was just like, you know what, I want to get an opportunity to go play more, and I saw out so many different schools but then when I talked to Freddie, the first coach that was here, I wanted to point out to him was that I know I can make a contribution to the program and I felt that I could change it hopefully when I get there and hopefully he would give me that chance to just prove to him that I'm able to make a change. Yeah. So when I was able to get the opportunity, I was not going to lose that chance. So during the... um next semester of spring that's when I transferred over and he was like yeah like we want you here and let's see like what we can do and so once that spring occurred they saw like my potential then when we trained during the summer so we usually come like July 6th 4th and so we start early and that's when the month came in and he gave me the starting spot and after that UTEP came it's funny I always will remember that UTEP tap game because that's when I came out and proved myself and that's when we pretty much made history in that program of beating UTEP for the first time. That's so cool. I didn't realize that Mm -hmm. you were like a part of that like history. Mm -hmm. What was like the defining moment for you? Because there's something and I I, for anybody that's listening I I apologize for repeating this over and over. I've been beating this down like a dead horse but (laughs) I keep telling everyone that I had read this thing on Instagram and it was like can you suck at something first? Are you willing to suck at something? Because no matter what, like, I don't know if you follow baseball, but, like, Mike Trout wasn't always Mike Trout. Tom Brady wasn't always Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Mia Hamm wasn't always Mia Hamm. Like, 
you have to not be good at first, but then be willing to like work your ass off. And that's what it sounds like is that you're a competitor. Like what was like the moment that you like you remember? Was it uh, a practice or was it like a moment that you felt defeated? What was it for you that like switched? So I think for me, gosh, I've had a lot of moments where it's been. Tell me about multiple of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember for high school, actually, we I think we were. 12th in district and mm-hmm. we were dead last and we were going into uh, state and so they my, I remember my coach was like you know like we gotta do if we want to go far in the state championship we have to push ourselves and stuff but for me what I really wanted to prove and I always like I guess relate to some of the teammates and one thing about being from a charter school and going into high school that I had no partake in was I got to see the girls every so often, so I wasn't with them all the time. Yeah. But for me, I knew it was their last year. We had like 13 seniors that, seniors that season, so I remember I was like, you know what, I want to do it for them. And so I remember from there we started to move from the bottom to the top and we made it all the way to the championship we had like two pk shootouts before that wow yeah it was intense and then i remember we got to the championship we were like you know what like we're here let's like push ourselves like give it our all and that game we actually had four um overtimes it was ridiculous holy cow yeah yeah so tell i i finish your your thought (laughs) I'm sorry I'm like I've got so many questions I'm pumped (laughs) and then we made it all the way and then once we did the shootouts um we went into PKs and that's when we lost it Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a moment of it felt like I just remember I just felt so defeated yeah but I remember that moment was like you know we were dead last and we made it all the way and I remember in the newspaper it said it like Sibyl was like the Cinderella where it's like the coming back story and I remember from that I was just I know I can push myself and it made me realize that whatever I can do to get me there and like however that path is is like I'm gonna get there yeah um, that that's such a cool thing I uh I used to I, I used to wrestle, I coached wrestling, like I said, at El Dorado, mm-hmm. so I would, I would make that trek, and something that I've seen more and more, and, I, and I'm not picking on youth necessarily, but I feel like the more I go to, like, I, I went to the wrestling state championship, and it felt like before there were dog fights. There were, there were matches where kids were evenly matched, and kids got after it, but now it feels okay. like kids get down, like, four or five points, and they kind of give up. What, like, do you see a switch like that in soccer? Or do you still think that, like, there's those dogfights, so to speak, that there's just, like, these people that are just going for it? There's a lot. When I remember when I was younger, like, I feel like with my age especially, was, like, there's a lot of dogfights. Like, yeah. I feel like my year was very competitive. And I think it's a matter of, like, people's drive and people's, like, ambition to want it more enough and who wants it more and I feel like with the dog fights of people being matchly even those are like the best competitions and the best like visual um I guess like fights of like who wants it more yeah and that's like do you like do you see that extra aggression when they're like evenly matched like do you see that as a goal you're just like oh shit it's getting rough out there like people are getting after it yeah I honestly I thrive on that I remember um actually when the Utah Valley game this past year, we beat um, UTRGV, and we were like, you know what, let's do it. Like, let's go for it. Yeah. And I remember for Utah Valley, I um, was like, you know what, I this is my last season. I want to give it my all, and I don't want anything to be left unheard. And I felt like I did. I know a lot of the girls, my teammates did. And it was just tough of the way we lost. But yeah. I remember that game, we were just fighting it. There was moments where girls were giving tackles that you would not see usually, or like girls that were giving headers that you're like, oh my gosh, like I thought she was going to head her, not yeah. the ball. <laughs> you're like, there's CT in soccer, like big time coming up right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, like, it was so cool because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like you guys were undersized. Just mm-hmm. watching it, it felt like that. 
but again, like, and, I, and so for anybody listening, I messaged Dimitri strictly to just say congrats, like, great job, and it was so cool, like, it just looked like a scrappy, like, what I said again, like a dog mm-hmm. fight, just a, like, a team that's just like, fuck it, like, I'm not going out like this, like, mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just going for it, and it's so cool to, like, hear you say that, like, <laughs> to give it your all, to, to go out, and it's funny, because, you know, being in those positions, it feels like, so, so I, and I, I, I'm comparing to wrestling because that's what I know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the semifinals you see more people like going for it, and then the finals people get kind of like anxious and like tighten up, or because that's how it is in wrestling? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's dependent on who we're playing, but I think wh- whoever we're matched with, I think like people have that mindset of, all right, who am I playing against? Like, for example, the Utah Valley, they were number one seeded. We knew that even just coming from us being like an underdog, we were like, you know what, like we have to step up our game. Like the way we've played them in the past, it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we played UTRGV, we were like, you know what, like they're a team that we can match up with. If we can get to Utah Valley, we're going to have an even better matchup because they are higher in competitive level and we know that they were better skilled than us, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we were not willing to step up our game to try to get there and like and that's the thing with soccer is like there's so many different ways of how you can win there's so many like different perspectives of oh I can do this with the game or I can make this pass or this system or however and like that's how you win you know yeah first off let's just talk about this real quick it is is it not the most annoying thing to continue to say UTRGV? Yes. I thought it was the most annoying thing ever. And I was in school, and I didn't have to say them that much. And it's the most annoying thing ever. I'm like, why do they exist? They like no. Just put the rest of the alphabet in their like school name. Oh, yeah. They probably made up a name because they were like, everything else is taken. Let's make yeah. it longer. Yeah, they're like Utah, <laughs> or not Utah, Jesus. University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, Dallas Baptist, like, and just like continue going. You're just like, really? Like, you guys don't no. need all those acronyms. <laughs> That's so silly. Um, so, so to the Utah Valley game, and I w- I'm curious as to what you think, because another thing that I found super annoying, the goalie for their team in the shootout continued to like do this like on massive, mm-hmm. like putting her arms out and get right in their face. What is like the general view of like that? So. One thing I always did before I went into a game was see who my opponents were and what they do. And for me, especially as a goalkeeper, I had to analyze the forwards. I had to analyze the goalkeepers. And one thing that I always heard was she was a good PK shootout. And when I watched a video of her, I saw that she would make this big, massive approach. And as a goalkeeper, you try to distract the player any way you can. And I'm like, okay. So that's how she does it. And for me, I feel like doing that, you, it's a mental game. Because yeah. honestly, doing during a PK shootout, you're trying to get in the player's head as much as you can. And for her, that was how she did it. Yeah. So that's the way I saw it. And for me, what I try to do is, of course, like you see all the greats being as big as they are. It's like they try to be as big. So mm-hmm. I get where she got it from. But for me, I just more try to look at their mentality and try to be like you know what like I'm gonna get this ball yeah like you're gonna you're gonna screw up I'm not yeah <laughs> that is like that is so funny there's I mean there's so many similarities in sports and that's and that's exactly it is like just the mental capacity to be one-on-one do you feel like you thrive because of that like you you then are like I'm that much of a competitor uh, like let's do a one-on-one honestly it's funny because I love <laughs> getting that like thrill of that 1v1 and honestly it's one of those things where it can be intimidating but also at the same time it can be also a rush and it yeah I love doing that and I for me as a goalkeeper it's about basis of what your technical skills are and what my technical st- skills are yeah so. what is like what is because I, I don't know that much about soccer I've told you that I I love watching it, and it's so much like so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've been to any of the New Mexico United games. I've been to one, I think one game, and it was because we had to make a trip out there. And okay. usually, I'm not able to go just because of soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah yeah it's really cool I actually um heard that one of an old Cibola uh guy who I used to know from the past and stuff had came back from playing in Seattle and stuff so I thought that was really cool that they're bringing it in like home talent yeah which is really cool Mm -hmm. and so like I just enjoy it so much like I think it's like so much fun to watch but I know nothing what (laughs) like and I feel like a lot of people listening right like they might not understand that as well what are you looking at like as a goalie like ball goes right or left like what is what are you doing and like I didn't I never even realized this it doesn't it didn't click in my head I guess I'm thinking of like foosball the goalie just moves like right or left (laughs) what are you looking at why are you getting closer to the ball why are you moving back like closer to the box what what is your like grand view of things like give me give me a bite size of it okay so bite size I would feel that there's so many jobs as a goalkeeper yeah coming in from high school and even club into college there's so many aspects of the game where you don't even think about yeah so with a goalkeeper your job is to protect that box and the goal you can't let them score so you always are trying to step up and be connected with your line but also be aware of everyone else's jobs and it's not only just yours okay so you have to pretty much prevent the ball from coming into your box because if you can one thing my goalkeeper coach from last year had told me he's like if you can talk as much to where you're guiding the players to not have the ball get to you Mm -hmm. you did your job okay so with moving up and trying to like being aware of where the ball is you always try to be present with the game it's your job isn't just to sit stand there and just be a bo- extra body you yeah. always are being connected with the back line that's so interesting because like I played soccer I don't know like three years but I, I played from like maybe like four to eight or something or like that's not four years New Mexico State education um <laughs> no so f- four to seven or whatever I played right like I, it, it's so funny because you know as like super young it's sort of like a okay like maybe the less athletic kid goes to goalie I feel like that was, like, the view. Mm-hmm. But as, like, you get older, right, like, just the strict, like, communication, like, what you're talking about, like, mm-hmm. having to overanalyze, be super prepared, and then you're the last line of defense, literally. Like, what what is your view on that? Like, why did you choose goalie over everything? It's funny, because when I was younger, I used to play on the field, and mm-hmm. I remember I loved it. I loved being like scoring the goals being the one to just be everywhere on the field and as a person who's competitive we were losing and it wasn't because I wasn't scoring enough it was just because my goalkeeper back then wasn't that good like how you were saying yeah and so I was like you know what like I'm gonna do that job because we're I don't want to just lose just because we're getting scored on I want to lose because we were giving a good fight I wanted to lose because we weren't we were good everywhere else so for me when I was younger I was just so competitive to where I was like you know what I'll do that hard job that no one else wants to do yeah so that's how I came into the role of being a goalkeeper and ever since then like I just stuck with it and um I used to play on the field some of the time but with being just a goalkeeper I feel that that was like a concrete job for me and it was just something I just was really talented from and I think doing both basketball and soccer helped me both in different ways and that's why I feel that I had an advantage over a lot of girls it seems and you know we we've exchanged a couple of messages on Instagram we Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about you however (laughs) just from this short bit of conversation you seem like a really gritty person and you're like willing to take responsibility where did you get that from honestly probably my mom okay (laughs) it's funny because I when I was younger I always just was competitive and I always just wanted to win and when I was younger when I would lose it'd be hard because I'd just be mad all the time but one thing that my mom had taught me was that you have to take responsibility of winning or losing or taking the job on head on so yeah and that's again something I feel like 
this next generation. And I feel like I'm bashing this next generation. <laughs> I love I love TikTok just as much as the next guy. Like mm-hmm. I, this next generation is not that bad, but <laughs> like it just feels like this next generation has this like like that wasn't my fault sort of thing. Yeah. And, and that's cool to hear you say. And I'm not saying like you're way younger than me. You're three years younger than me, maybe. <laughs> but it, but it's nice to hear that from people our age. I'll, I'll say that our age to hear them go all right, I can take on that responsibility, take on that responsibility of winning or losing. It's so refreshing to hear that. Like, do you feel like you guys as a team would weed out people that didn't take responsibility or that wouldn't be held accountable? Yes and no. I think that sometimes as teammates, we are too close to each other to where Mm. we're like, all right, we'll let that one slide. But I think being a good teammate or even a better one is holding each other accountable and being like, hey, that's not good enough. That's like you being lazy or that's you being not able to put forth that effort that we want. And I think as a good team, you should be able to do that with each other. It's like you have to, that's one thing is like you have to leave your kind, willing person off the field and being that person of I want to win it on the field and you can't, as as players you can't take things personal right and that's something that you see a lot of on the field sometimes yeah and i think that's like the thing right like you got to leave that like kind-heartedness and and not wanting to hurt people's feelings but you also have to like leave your ego to the side yep and i i don't handle criticism well like or well (laughs) i say that like i i can i can take criticism yeah i can hear what someone's saying and hear and, and hear it but the entire time my blood is boiling I hate it. I hate it so much. Do you feel like you had to put your ego aside? Do you feel like you've mastered that, or do you still feel like you're working on that? I always feel like I'm working on a lot of things, and I think that is something that's hard for me because if I feel like I'm doing my best and then someone else is saying to me that I need to do better or whatever, and it, it, it is hard, but I think when... If I want to win, I have to take the criticism, even if if I don't agree with it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know what? Like, they, maybe they're not seeing. I'm not seeing something that they are. So it's like I have to look at it as like they're trying to help me. But definitely, that's one thing I always am trying to work on for sure. I uh, <clears throat> coaching kids. Something I would always tell them is, like, I'm not here to be your friend. Mm-hmm. I was like, I. At 25 years old, I don't need any 14 to 18 year old friends. I'm good. <laughs> I'm totally fine. I was like, I have friends of my own, but I would tell them like, if I care more of what you think of me, I care about me. I don't care about you. Right. I was like, I need to care about you. That's why I tell you, you got to do these things or these things. Right. And I also tell them a lot of time, it's not even effort. It's just, I'm critiquing something so that like, it'll help you win. Mm-hmm. Who was like, and a lot of kids first hate me. <laughs> hate me bad and I, and it, it always turns around at the end of the season they're like something clicks and they're like oh like that makes sense right. was there ever a coach that started off like that for you that you were like I didn't like this and then they became your favorite or do you have a coach that you strongly admire honestly it's been I've had a lot of coaches and I feel that one coach that really helped me was Greg Brown he was my basketball coach and he used to be on me a lot of the time and I was just like it just felt a a lot of pressure from him and he would always be like Dimitri like you need to make the pass to going here to here to here and he's like always criticizing me about my technique not about me right and then I never got it back then but when I came and I played for another coach his name was um, Peterson and he let me do my game and then I was able to transition and be like you know what like I get to do and I get it why they were always so much on us is because they want the best for us but they're just trying to look out for us of how we can grow as players it's not they're not trying to limit us but of course there's always those kind of coaches but at the same time I know those coaches that are trying to look out for you is like you they're friendly after they freaking yeah. yell at you. <laughs> yeah, it, and uh, I don't know if you know who Bruce Arians is, um, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
mm-hmm. he always says that he's like you gotta coach them hard and then love them harder because mm-hmm. that's how you know it's like and it's so weird like what you're saying right like they're they're just ragging on you in practice you're just yeah. like what the fuck like <laughs> yeah. you're not stopping like i've heard you this whole practice mm-hmm. and then afterwards they're like having a conversation with you and you're like really like i don't want to talk to you <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes you have to like let that pass and let the ego go you know exactly it's funny because my goalkeeper coach this year she was really cool and she would always try to grow us as players and there would be moments at times where she would get on us and we'd be like oh okay yeah we're doing something wrong (laughs) that's when you know (laughs) but yeah she was she really helped me and that's one thing I definitely am appreciative of is like she was able to work with me individually she definitely made a point as a goalkeeper coach was like you know it's like I'm not here just for um the program I'm here for you guys and that's one thing I respect as a player is like you as a coach you have to be there for the players it's like yeah you have to let them know sometimes you know yeah no that's huge I'm glad you've had that experience it's amazing let's talk some shit now (laughs) right okay I was like let's talk some shit (laughs) so something that I always tell people like in wrestling um everyone's like seen like the the singlets right like you come down to like the pant leg the thing that like kills me are when kids like pull those down they like pull those closer to the <laughs> knees it's like hike those bad boys up because it's like it's swagger what is something for you like as a goalie you're like you see something as in a soccer player and you're like there's no swag there like what what are you doing oh my goodness so i feel like i remember actually a utrgv there's this girl who has her hair down and you're just like Put no that pun- hair up. No ponytail, no nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's like uh, what's it's the end of uh, she's the man. Yes. She exactly. just like has it straight down. You're like, is that not the most <laughs> annoying thing ever? Like, how do you play like that? It is, and you're just like, why does she have it like that? It's like it's always in your face, and yeah. as a girl, you're just like why are you doing that to yourself yeah you're just like creating an extra obstacle yeah you're that good you're that good you think you need extra (laughs) obstacles that's cool that's super fun right what was like no matter what this was the team that you just hated it was this team we have to beat every time or this team i can't wait to beat them because you were just like i hate this team (laughs) honestly goodness i feel like for me, being a competitor, I just loved beating and playing against UNM. I remember my freshman year here was playing against them. I knew I was coming out, and I was like, you know what? I have to prove to not only them, but myself is like, I deserve to play out there, and I deserve to prove to everyone that I'm a competitor, and I wanted that spot. And I remember we had beaten them the first time ever in program has- history, actually, and it was really cool doing that, but it's funny because I know a lot of those girls just from my freshman year, and they're after the game. It was just so cool, like talking to them again and stuff. But I remember the next year they had beaten us. I wasn't able to play that game because I was injured. But the year after we played them, I was like, they beat us again, and I was like, damn. You know what? Like, I I know it was a good game yeah. on my part, and. I remember especially because those girls like they had brought a lot of freshmen and they were younger then and they came out and beat us and I was like okay they're gonna have a good year but that team I always loved competing against because it was it's a rivalry for us yeah and them and UTEP as well as Seattle U okay yeah what was it about Seattle U um, I remember my freshman year, we had beaten them two again as well, and that was also the first time in program history. Dang, part of all the firsts. <laughs> right? <kick-ass. laughs> and just beating them, I was like, they were always a high-level program, and being able to play against them and, like, pretty much schooling their butt was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. <laughs> but the next years, like, a lot of, like, their program changed, and a lot of, like, especially this last year, there's a girl, she had a big head, I do have to say, and that her ego was very high, but, yeah, <laughs> whew, yeah, <laughs> and so I think, like, playing against a team that thinks that they're better than you, and, like, yep. being able to play against them is, like, proving to them and trying to shut them up, because the thing is, is, like, you have to leave it all on the field and like whatever you can do you know yeah 
there it aggravated me so much when like people could be cocky mm-hmm. and and that's fine like i'm i i cocky doesn't bother me it really doesn't mm-hmm. it, it's when it's cocky to the point of you now are like disrespecting me mm-hmm. i hate that feeling and one thing that would drive me nuts like because like soccer and football and like because I, I did football and track as well and, and all that stuff when you have a team sport everyone warms up together it's kind of like all right you, you don't see this as much but in wrestling everyone kind of goes off on their own and does their own warm-up i would like have kids not warm up for me like when I was like a freshman (laughs) yeah and I just felt so disrespected what is it that like you're just like if this person does this like you are way too cocky like this is something that I I don't have respect for you yeah I understand like I agree with you it's like I don't mind cocky it's just the matter of of, like if it's disrespectful to you if it's directed at you that's (laughs) when I draw the line and I that's when I, like, I want to stand up to them and be like, you know what, like... Game on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I see how it is. Like, let's see it on the field, you know? Have, have you ever got to the point, like, like uh, hockey, they call it dropping mitts? Like, throw down their gloves, like, so they mm-hmm. can start fighting? Do you do you ever threaten to do that, like, in practice? Like, like throw off the gloves? You're like, let's go right now, you and me. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, there's moments where I'm just like, you know what, like, all right, like, you want to do that? But thankfully, I've never had the chance to, but yeah. it's one of those things where I would have loved to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got, like, that feisty energy, like, come on, dude, let's fucking go. That's yeah. hilarious. What, um, what is something, because you, you just graduated recently, right? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. What, uh, what did you major in? I majored in biology. Biology. What is it that you want to do with biology? So, my first plan is maybe to go overseas and play. Okay. Um, with biology, I feel like I shouldn't make it as a second priority, but it's medical school if okay. any, if everything doesn't work out. I gotcha. That's cool. So you've got plans and you've got stuff, and we can circle back to this, but again, mm-hmm. let's go back to one of my favorite subjects, uh, New Mexico State. What <laughs> is it that you're going to miss about Las Cruces or New Mexico State? What What's something that's like, wow, this, this was special for you? Honestly, the people here, I feel like I've gotten so close with so many of my teammates, especially like this past year. I feel like I really got close to them. But for me, it's just always been about people that, because honestly, you could be anywhere in the world and it's like the location could suck or like the places everywhere can suck. But it's a matter of like, can you make the best of it? And the people that make it the best is like, that's what makes it it's so much more enjoyable yeah i mean like yeah it'd be cool to be like on the beach and like practicing like california (laughs) all the time but it's like we have cool people here yeah consistently do you like do you have any stories like on campus that you're like oh yeah this was fun here or like oh my gosh i hated like the library like what like what is it about campus at new mexico state so better yet, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Better yet, what would you do to recruit someone right now? I'm I'm a oh. I'm someone that's gonna be a an upcoming freshman. Why should I go to New Mexico State? Okay. Yeah. So being with COVID this past year, you locked out, so a lot of people more people are gonna be coming out. Heck yeah, okay. <laughs> I was about to say you're doing your research, I like that. That's right? first. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so there will definitely be a lot more people and a lot more um interaction with people I feel that is going to help a lot more Mm because I feel like people have been homed in and now they're able to just sprawl out and be like interaction with more people and stuff so yeah that and also I sure football games are fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean like I've been to a few of those and they've been awesome because you're able to go just let down your guard sometimes and just like go support other teammates that you know I mean, I my one of my t- um, old teammates, um, he went to state, and now he's gonna go to Fresno. His name's Jalen um, Guerrero. Okay. And so now he's, I mean, it was so cool to see him on the field and being able to support him, and as well as other guys as well as like that I know. It's like they're able to go play their game. Yeah. And go, I mean, it's cool seeing other people's talent. You know. Yeah, for sure. I like. Do you find that hard, just like in yourself, letting your guard down at some points? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Because I'm always keeping my guard up because it's just like 
what I've been taught and like honestly it's like who I am sometimes but I feel like it is always nice to let it go down because it's like you're able to relax yeah um, I was about to say you and again I'm, I'm I'm picking up stuff just as we have this conversation which is really nice like I, I appreciate being able to dive into this opposed to just having messages on Instagram <laughs> it's kind of nice to see this so I like I'm the exact opposite like I I just say, like accept everyone but you seem like someone who is much more actions based and mm-hmm. you let like your walk do all the talking yeah do you like feel that way that you are constantly trying to prove something instead of like just letting your guard down and allowing just like people to see like who you are you're just like I'm a grinder this is what I'm doing yeah honestly that's a great way of describing me because I'm always I've always been taught it's like you gotta go show who you are rather than just let it speak for your words pretty much yeah it's like actions speak louder than your words absolutely that's so cool I was about to say like hopefully a little more comfortable now it's not as like nerve-wracking I know a lot of people like get on the podcast and they're like oh my god I'm nervous I'm like it's just it's just conversation it's like it's not that big deal you know what I mean yep so where like what is like the next step? We you talked about going overseas, mm-hmm. talked about playing over there. What is like the next step? Like what is like what are you doing right now to like proactively do right. that? Right. So it's honestly the same thing as getting recruited by colleges. Like you okay. have to build a resume, you have to build video. Um, sometimes people will go through an agency, or some people will have connections out there. For me, it's getting connections out there it's like with my coach or with people that I know can help me get out there Mm -hmm. and it's about saying hey like here's this player like it's a big politic game I guess in a way and it's like who you know is who you know yeah and it's like how can you get out there and so that's what I'm trying to do is like get myself build myself profile and send it out there it's like getting those people to look at me so it's like it's hard because you can't go out there and they can't come down and see you as a camp or anything like that it's more about like seeing like what my four years of state have done for me and it's like what kind of contribution have I done and like what kind of player I am so have you and this is not like a an attack question I'm just curious like have have you had a a job I actually have not okay and and, and I feel like most high level athletes haven't mm-hmm. and, and and I'm not knocking that in high school I did three sports that that was like my parents like thing they're like yeah. if you do sports you don't have to have a job and I was like well I'm going to do sports like it sounds so much more fun <laughs> like I'm sure like having money would be cool but I'm right, like, yeah. sports are way more fun I didn't have a sport in college I was nowhere near athletic <laughs> capability I had fun in high school I played intramurals it was great yeah but once I got into college it was like okay like I have to have a job mm-hmm. and when it came to that a lot of the time, what I found was, like, if I had to drop off an application, submit an application online or whatever, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, you got, like, lost in the weeds, so to speak. Right. I feel like when I get the opportunity to speak with someone and to say, hey, like, this is what I'm about, this is who I am, it's not just a resume. Do you find it hard because of that? You just said that you can't necessarily, like, go and do, you have to, like, focus on those relationships. Do you find it harder for that because you are such a actions first person yes and no I feel like for me it's like you are trying to I mean I'm sure there's places where you can try and call but I'm sure like you'll be like okay well you have to go through these people to get to that person and it's like if they want to talk to you or not and it is at the same time it's hard because you can't go and say hey like look at me like meet me And I'm sure, like, there's times where they will be, like, if they're interested, they'll contact you and, like, want to know more about you and stuff, but for sure, it's definitely hard. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, like, it has to be somewhat frustrating in some aspect, too. Like, you see the NFL has the draft, and they have the combine where guys get to showcase skills and drills and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there anything like that, like, in soccer that they go, okay, here is a showcase or something of Mm -hmm. that sort? There is definitely showcases. I know, for example, like the NWSL, like they have their draft. Okay. Um, but from like being out of the country, I'm 
I saw that there was a lot of like showcases that people can do. I mean, but the thing is, is expenses. It's like that always comes into play as well. Yeah. Does that and then does that fall on you as the athlete, or does that like do you get any contribution from universities, or like is that how does that work? It definitely falls on the athlete more, okay. which stinks but at the same time it's understandable because it's like you're trying to get out there and you're trying to make the effort of like it's all really all on you and so that's when it comes to like being it all on the athlete and I feel like that's how it it even is is in college is like you're trying to go out and get showcased for this college and if you go to a camp or wherever you have to pay money just to get seen so yeah that, like it seems like a, a grind and a struggle, but again, you seem like the type of person to like attack that head on. What was like your hardest challenge, like as a student first? Like biology right. can't be an easy major. Maybe it clicks to you, and that's awesome. What was the toughest struggle for you as an, a student? Definitely being a student is tough because, I mean, being a regular student, I'm sure it was tough because you have to have that time, that energy to just do the schoolwork or go to class and that's one thing being an athlete is like you have to make priorities and honestly like being an athlete it's like you have to miss class for games you have to miss assignments for games or practices or like they always say like be a student first but it's hard being a student first because you're there to be an athlete Yeah, and that's not a lot that is your fault but also at the same time it's like you made whatever sport you chose first and it's difficult at times when you have like a let's say five morning weights and then you have practice after and then you have to go to class from whatever time sometimes till night or sometimes you have a night class that's later than what you wanted but you had to make do because it was in the way of practice that's one thing you have to do is a lot of sacrifice for being an athlete. So, When I was in high school, I remember I dated this girl who was not an athlete, mm-hmm. and it was the only time I ever did that because <laughs> I would get so annoyed because I was so used to, like, being home at, like, 7 o'clock at night. Like, you get done with school, you go right to practice, and then she'd be like, oh, I'm so tired, and I didn't get time to do the homework. It's like, the fuck are you talking about? It's like, <laughs> I had time to do the homework. What are you talking about? It's so much crazier in college what like what would be like the wildest gripe for you like let's talk some more shit let's <laughs> what is it that you would be like you would tell people that weren't athletes you're just like the the amount of time scheduling you had to do what like what's your biggest gripe with that honestly being both committed to both soccer and class because there was moments where you're as an athlete you're just like oh my gosh like I really have to write a 10 page paper that's yeah. due tonight Yeah. after I just got out of a five mile run with weights and being able to just have the energy and being able to just focus mentally because being in a sport especially at this high of a level it's a lot of mentality and not a lot of people think about that yeah. and they just think oh it's just physical no it's mentally and physically draining it's probably emotionally draining too oh yeah to sit there and be done to be like because you know right now i i don't have any responsibilities really like (laughs) i have my job and and i enjoy doing this the the podcast is fun but this isn't a responsibility when i get done with like an hour workout like i feel really (laughs) good about myself i get to go okay i'm good and i get to like watch netflix or i get to just like chill out and watch like I don't know music videos or something right at that point it's like emotionally and like I can just kind of like let everything down at that point you're done with a five mile run weights everything's done and you're like uh like you feel like exhausted yeah emotionally it has to be draining as well oh yeah it's definitely emotional because if you're so committed to that sport or even let's say you had a hard day where coach did get on you and you're just like oh I had to deal with that today and it's like I can't deal with any other stuff because it can be so exhausting and it's like if you have that tough day sometimes you have to be like you know what I have to suck it up I have to get on it yeah and so but yeah 
so another thing with emotions and dealing with a sport um i used to run a sports podcast i enjoy doing this because i can kind of in and out of sports if i want to yeah and just like have conversations with people mm-hmm. one thing that i always asked and you've already alluded to it before was injuries are a part of the sport yeah period like at some point, especially as a high-level athlete, high mm-hmm. schoolers, you might get through your entire like high school career and never have an injury. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen once you get above high school, in my opinion. What have you had to deal with, and how have like you combated that? It's funny that you say it like if you've never come out of high school without an injury, and that was a case of mine. Mm-hmm. There was like one time in like when I was younger, I broke my nose, okay. but other than that, like <laughs> coming into college. I was like, okay, it was my sophomore year, it was the start of it, because during that spring, I had gotten surgery, I got an exertional compartment release, and I've never gotten to that extreme of an injury to where I needed surgery. Tell me what that is, where that is. So, it's an injury towards the shin, it's where it impacts the shin so much to where the lining of the muscle, like, needs to be cut, that way, like, the expansion of the muscle can release. Got you. Yeah. Okay. I was like, you threw out a lot of complex words. I'm kind of a moron. I'm like... <laughs> nah, you're good. Right like, <laughs> I appreciate it. So, okay. So then, how long of a recovery did that take? That took about six months. But then, my freshman year, I had gotten a concussion. Okay. And not a lot of people realize is like, a concussion, can. it depends and varies about people. It could take like month or even like sometimes it could take two years yeah and I feel like for me it took two years um from there like honestly my sophomore year was not my best year because I was just so emotionally mentally and physically drained from that injury because I remember that season was it was during um our NAU game I was having a really good game but once there was this moment where I just rolled my ankle really bad Mm. and it just went from left to right and I was just like oh my gosh like I can't get up yeah but I saw that the I remember my coach came on the field and he's like hey are you okay like and I was like I don't know like I really don't think I am and he's like well the team needs you and I'm like okay the team needs me yeah well now you put it like that yeah (laughs) exactly and so I stayed on but I just remember that game, I was just, I couldn't stay on, and I remember, like, a few moments later, they scored, and we were winning 2-0, and I was just like, I don't think I can stay on here, and so they had called me off the field and stuff, and that's when I pretty much had to work with crutches, and, like, for the next few weeks, I was just dealing with that injury, and I was just trying to get back on the field, because I was like, okay, my team needs me. I need to be good this year because I was really close to a lot of those seniors that s- season. I was like, I want to make it do good that year for them. and But I just couldn't get on the field because my injury is just too harsh on me. And like it was just getting to the point where if I did any more running or did any more anything on my feet, I was just damaging myself. So I just felt like it was probably the best decision to just sit out that year, the rest of the year. When it comes to that recovery time, mm-hmm. because, you know, coaches are the ones that are like, okay, I know she's hurt, but, like, they always say that, right? There's a difference between injured yeah. and hurt. It's like, motherfucker, I'm injured. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm out here like, Bambi, dude, my legs don't work. Like, yeah. relax. And so it's, it's one of those things that you sit there and you try to, like, justify it in yourself. There's there's a certain point. Um, I, I had a, a leg injury. It took me about six months to get back into the sport. Mm-hmm. It took me about nine months to be, like, completely back. Yeah. How, like, you said that uh, took you, what, you said that took you six months? Yes. Okay, how long till you felt, like, 100%? Do you still feel, like, not at 100%? Honestly, it took me until probably the next season to probably feel 100%, but even then I was just not really feeling like I was really back I was just I felt like I was more in emotion and I feel that actually when it was this past spring in terms of probably 2020 so that's when I really started to be like you know what like 
this is my time where I I mean we don't have an actual season during spring but that's when my time where I can really work on pushing myself and that's when I started to grind but then COVID hit and I was just uh, like oh, yeah <laughs> really yeah exactly but then I realized I was like you know what it's just an opportunity to get better yeah. so that's when I started to work with one of my old teammates from high school that I was like you know what like I hope like you can help me and because as a goalkeeper especially like with Albuquerque it's like you don't get the opportunity to be with like those one-on-one keeper goalkeeper coaches that you see on Instagram or that you are able to have like those opportunities and I feel like with being I hate to say this because I'm not trying to bash New Mexico but like being with in New Mexico sometimes you don't get those opportunities that you can get in like other states like Colorado or Washington it's so tough it's so tough because like you know there there's so many things and whether that's sports or Mm -hmm. that's like doing anything in New Mexico. I yeah. love New Mexico. I have a Zia symbol tattoo, like a real New Mexican, right? Like, yeah. I, ha- I have that, <laughs> and I love New Mexico with a passion, but I, I completely understand that. And it, I think it's tough for us because you look over, you know, like you said, Colorado. You said Washington a little mm-hmm. bit further, but, like, you still would have those opportunities in, like, Arizona or, exactly. like, Texas. And it's, like, that's so tough to sit here where we're at and be like, oh, this is great. But yeah, we don't like not even like a six hour drive or like, yeah, like a six hour drive any mm-hmm. direction. You could find those like high class, like professionals. Or, there we go. Cool. Gonna... I think we're good there. Okay. We I do have technical difficulties, like quite a bit with this podcast. I was like, this is a very highly professional, but like not highly professional like, equipment. You know <laughs> no, I mean? you're good. <laughs> I got all this stuff minus the actual laptop at like Walmart. So like, <laughs> It's a lot of fun to do it, but it's not like I'm not like rolling in the dough with this. Right, totally understandable. (laughs) Well, I really, you know, I think this is a good uh, spot to jump off. I really do appreciate you making the time to do this. I know we had scheduled this before. I'm glad we got to do this in person. It feels, you know, like a lot more genuine conversation could be had and stuff. So really, thank you for you know making time to do this. No, thank you for having me and wanting to hear like who I am and like what I did this past four years and more countless more in my life yeah whenever you go to the professional level you win a couple championships you gotta <laughs> promise to come back on the show of course cool. i definitely will absolutely <laughs> love it guys this is dimitri fong and this was another episode of escaping tyranny bye guys make a movie i don't care if you watch it i'm going to wave anyway i could get nice if you look and if you don't shake my hand i'll put it back in my pocket I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I could care less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket.